Welcome to Absolutely Not Sis, where we discuss all things grief, life, turning 30, speaking your truth, and learning how to say absolutely not sis in a world where we're all conditioned to say yes, yes, yes. This episode, we will be discussing mental health, which may include discussions on anxiety, depression, drug use, and sexual assault. We urge you to listen with caution, or maybe skip this one if it may be triggering for you. We will include information on New Zealand helplines in our Spotify description. Laura and I are speaking on our own experiences with mental health, and we encourage you to seek help from a doctor or other medical professional. Kia ora there, my beautiful friends. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Absolutely Not <laughs> you have to take that away. You've got to take I'm it away. Get rid of it. Go, go. What do you mean? Oh, like I've actually. Oh, not remove it. Like no, sing. Sing it. Okay, wait. Need to go. <laughs> Gosh, they're really having a great start to the potty, aren't they? Hit the night. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh my god, <laughs> slow clap. Hi guys, welcome to our musical. Welcome to our musical off-Broadway, so fucking far off-Broadway, it's on the side of Dinsdale Roundabout. Absolutely, <laughs> we've just been sitting and chatting about the app and we have recorded <laughs> and then that came out of us. Wow. We are quite the performers. We are very, yeah, so please stay tuned. Please, <laughs> better. it's not going to be a whole singing episode, we promise you, we promise you. How was your weekend? It was good, yeah, it was, um, I didn't have the shits or the spews this weekend, Yay. so we're making progress. Absolutely, no, close no, for that. No stomach bag. Um, had a beautiful weekend with Meredith, came over for a sleepover and we drank the wine and went to Lurker and had the fried chicken burger and it was out the gate. So if anybody wants to go get an incredible burger, do that. And then I just hung out with my sister and my nephews and then tried to survive Mother's Day yesterday, yeah. which was just, again, a weird day. How are you meant to feel? How did you feel? How did it go for you? Um, okay in the morning. My sissy and I just relaxed and sort of took the morning slow. Then we went out to the cemetery and it's just fucked up because you're just driving to see them at a cemetery with some flowers mm. and it's just a weird time. But we managed to sort of talk through some things and process some stuff and get angry and one of our biggest things of the day is how are you actually meant to deal with a feeling when it comes up? Yeah. So when you feel a feeling and they say, you've got to let it out, you've got to talk about it, what do you actually do with that feeling? Yeah, because especially if it's more aggressive feeling, like anger, yes. you yeah. can't necessarily express anger when it comes to you at the time all the time. Because you'll start punching someone or, you Screaming know, getting, or, you know. getting aggressive. So I, when Amy asked me that, I said to her, well, right now I'm sitting here, we're sitting at the cemetery and in the minute, in a minute, I felt immense sadness, immense anxiety immense anger and instead of letting those things come up I just squash them down because we both have shit to do and if we'd let if we'd just let our wheels fall off yesterday and cried how we were actually feeling and felt all the things then would be completely wiped so well that's like we talked about in the grief yeah. episode eh? like it's exhausting to feel your feelings it's exhausting to feel them and Amy's off to bloody Fiji on Tuesday so she wants to be bright eyed and bloody bushy tail absolutely so I mean that doesn't really sound that healthy and maybe we're not suppressing them but we're mindful enough to know how to control them and again scheduling the time to have a good old cry if you need to but mm. I did okay we got through it and now I'm pleased that that day's over nice. not that way so I yeah. hope 
anyone out there that was also going through Mother's Day and it may have not been in such a positive light, then I hope you made it through as well because mm. it's a weird, it's a weird one. It is weird. But your Mother's Day, celebrating being a mama, how special. Yeah, it is I really. Of you. It's funny, like I um. I don't really get really into these holidays because, to be honest, I'm going to yeah. sound a little bit lame, but they're just really commercial. Oh, my god! Sorry to stomp on you guys, but if there are any men listening or just maybe anybody that's got a partner yeah. in general, um, you should just be loving on that person regardless. You shouldn't have to take one day for you to, like, pick up your shit and give them some flowers. You should just be spontaneously being a great person all and, the time. And mamas should be celebrated every all the single time. day. You grew a human Absolutely. inside you. And some pushed it out or some got cut open. Like, and that's hard work. Are you kidding me? What, I know. What the female has to go through. I was going to say, what the female fuck. What and I was like, female, absolutely absolute fuck. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. It yes. was overly saturated in, hmm. in the media every time I turned on the TV or the radio. Mother's day, mother's day. It wasn't even scrolling that yeah. triggered me. It was every time it's the warehouse a bloody mother's day promo and i'm like could you just tone it down but it's because yeah. i'm hypersensitive but also they're trying to sell some shit yeah so um matt was like what do you want and we're trying to plan a big big holiday eventually and i was yeah. like i'll see nothing yeah and then he was like no nah, what do you want he's like do you want some goodies from the supermarket even and Aww. i was like oh i don't mind i was like i really just want a card from Bo. like yeah. i just really want him to sit there with you Aww. do something cool and so they made this cute little card and that was special and um, he'd gone, I think, to the supermarket the day before and just got me some of my favourite treats, yeah. which was fine. Like, yeah. That's what I want. And I just said to him, I want to sleep in. I don't, And yeah. some bricky in bed, which is pretty much what Matt does for me every day. Like, he always yeah. lets me sleep in. He's always He's the morning guy. You. I'm the nighttime gal. Yeah. So um, it was just a really nice day. And we went to the zoo. Shout out Hamilton Zoo. Kitty, kitty, door. Kitty, kitty, door. Did you go to the new cafe? Yes, we did. Everyday eatery, eh? Everyday eatery, kitty, 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 And it was good. Beautiful, I loved it. It was a beautiful set. Oh, my God, honestly. The green of the walls was my oh, favourite the, the actual design the green the beautiful pendants oh all the similar plants. to ye that we have on the ceiling oh, today yes here at Rifle Range Castle we've got a stunning fixture on absolutely. the ceiling that's an antique that's an antique that's absolutely out the game you, won't, you wouldn't want to know what I paid for it darling don't let it fall on you it's amazing <laughs> Quality is out the gate. If oh, we then I have an earthquake, we'll be bloody crumbling down. You'd be really sad about that. <laughs> that would be sad. Um, but no, it was really cool. And so oh, we had a really good. nice day and we hung out with my mum, which was cool. Yeah. And um, Matt found this station. Yeah, yo, 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 shares. Um, yeah. Matt found this really cool card that was like happy mother's day to the best grandma Aww. and i was like that's so cool because for me it is it's about like celebrate because she does so much for Bo and us so we're really lucky so incredible um so it's an, obviously it's like happy mother's day from me but more like happy mother's day from Bo as well because she's exactly. she's, she's a mother figure she's she is figure and he says to her um why can't you be my mama oh you're like oh. <laughs> i'm like you're welcome to go at any time sir <laughs> Please um, exit stage left and um, don't let the door hitch on your little booty. And take your little titties with you, right? Yeah, come back. <laughs> Absolutely not coming back. Nana can be your mum. Sign your bloody name. <laughs> Sign here. <laughs> so, oh. no, it was a really, really like, chill day, real nice. That's yeah, so it was really cool. And how is your, this episode is all about um, mental health. Yes. Oh, I was going to have a little mental health check-in with you. Well, oh, thanks. It's really yeah. nice. Do you know we do mental health check-ins or we just do, like, general feeling check-ins with the kids every day? I think I've talked about it before yeah and it's so funny because we encourage the kids to say however they feel and then it's funny because I'll always go I feel great because I want to be an example to them of like yeah. but I'm like that's actually not always it yeah. so today even I, I got a little bit frustrated at the kiddies at school because they yeah. were doing the best listening and at one point I had to say hey in my really firm voice 
I'm actually going to have to take some deep breaths after this because I'm feeling really frustrated and after this I'm going to go do my deep breaths and I'm going to come back and we're going to have a great day but for now we need to sort it out because it's not working and it's making How me feel amazing. overwhelmed and they were like oh yeah they, and they were like you know you can do this one like showing me the ones oh. I could do and then Abby taught them the box breathing and so it was like so good to actually say hey I'm actually really frustrated I'm going to go sort myself out and then I'm going to come back and we're you going to be good are... in verbalizing that to them and and you're allowing them to identify when someone's feeling frustrated and, and what it them, might look like and instead of them freaking out they are coming to you with their little self-help yes. their little toolkit and do you know the other day so cute so I've been talking to Bo because he gets a little bit he's in that like um pre like that preschool age where he gets really like aggro about saying if yeah. I say no and he the other day was like and did his deep breathing because I, I said to him if you're feeling frustrated you can say mummy I'm frustrated and you can do some deep breathing and so the other day we had a little bit of a disagreement because I said no yes. and then he was sitting there and he was like <sighs> I feel frustrated and I was like that's okay I'm glad to hear you doing your breathing like How teaching incredible. him from a little age like even though it doesn't make that it's making sense to him and it's making giving him tools difference yeah I have no memory of doing that no so we I highly recommend you talk with kids through that like it's we're not perfect and he has his bad days in May I definitely yeah. have my bad days but when I see him actually do that at three years old, yeah, I'm like, it's working. It's you got to talk. You gotta, don't ever treat your kids like they don't know. Like yeah. they will, they will understand. Do you know what would be incredible? A whole episode on you could talk to us about parenting and teaching and how they go hand in yes. hand in a way. Do you know yes. what I mean? And well, like, I think a lot of things we talk about um, as teachers is like parents don't know what they don't know either. Exactly. Like you just become a parent and you're expected to just know stuff. Yeah. And it's actually not how it works. Oh and it really gosh, is hard. That would be such a cool episode. Yes. Let's, so if you want that one. jot that one down. Yeah, if you'd like that one, just let us know. Yeah. Um, but personally for myself, I've been pretty good. I've been a bit overwhelmed, I think, in the whole coming back to work thing. Okay, um, yeah. With school. Like you have this beautiful holiday and then you come back and you kind of get in a bit of a slump because mm. you're a bit tired again and you're in that routine. And yeah. as I mentioned before, we, we're planning a nice big holiday and I kind of went through this little phase recently where I wanted to move overseas because I was like bursting at the seams. I want to get out of here. I know. Give me the fuck out of here. a wild ride of emotions. Yes, and it happened in a very short period of time, but we Literally worked out. this time last week at dinner, we were all discussing it and I was just bursting at the seams. But also a bit sad <laughs> that you might leave. But I was so excited for you. And, yeah, things can happen so quickly. Yes, and, and, and I was very excited and I'd put all of my good positive energy into that. And then mm -hmm. when we found out it wasn't going to work out because of our age and the visas and blah, 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 I crashed. Yeah. I was so upset. I was crying all the time. Aww. Like I was like to Matt, I just feel really disappointed because I just want this. Like mm -hmm. I feel like I need it. Like yeah. I feel like it's what's going to drive me. Your like, heart yeah. So, so I felt a little bit, my mental health the last week probably wasn't that great because I went from like a really elation yeah like the highest of highs and then dropped down when I realized that that was never going to be a reality for us it can't yeah so but I feel good now and I yeah. feel like I'm channeling like Mondays are amazing because we get to podcast and that really builds oh me my up. god me too I don't dread Mondays anymore so I'm like, I, don't I get to like, see yeah. I don't, I don't like, like Mondays tell me why I don't know the rest. Oh, well, do you know that's actually a really awful song? Oh, is it? It's based on this girl that went and shot up at her school. Absolutely like, not. Yeah, absolutely not. For us. Yes, never. Wow, what's another Monday song? Um, I just thought of, it's Friday, Friday. Friday. Gotta go down on Friday. Yeah, that's the one. I'm like, what could be a Monday song? We'll come um, up with some. Yeah, we might have to just make our own. Yeah, we could make a Monday song. Absolutely. We love Mondays. I was going for a country share. I, I, I might do a Monday rap instead. <laughs> Monday, Monday, where you wet? You know what comes next? Tuesday, Tuesday, <laughs> bread. <laughs>
Here we go. Mate, are you Stormzy? Are you Stormzy, bro? Bro, I'm bro. actually going to Snoop Dogg and November. Get the fuck out. Yeah, I haven't told you yet. I'm in New Zealand. Is he here? Is he coming? Yes, and it's out at some weird stadium, like out, like. West Auckland <laughs> way. Yeah. I thought it was going to be at Mount Smart or Victor. Oh I can't God. remember. Oh, God. Trust Stadium or he something. He's a small town player now. He is a small town Snoop Doggy Dog father up in here. <laughs> He's honestly, Amy bought us tickets. Oh, so he'll going. be fun. I know. He'll be so fun. Him, uh, what if, what, oh, what's his mate? Is that Martha Stewart? Him and Martha Stewart oh, are besties. Imagine okay. if he just brought her out on stage. He's bringing, I hope he brings Dre, but he won't. He's bringing D12. Is it? Obi Trice, maybe, and someone else? I don't Man, know. Man, that's a throwback. I know. Holy. It's going to be amazing. It's oh going to be amazing. Gosh. Amazing for the mental health, you know. Oh, well, speaking of the mental health, how's your bay, darling? Um, yes. Yeah, it's been, it's actually been really good. I posted on our page on Friday because I just had such a bloody good week and those weeks don't come around often no. when it's, like, consistent. So one of my goals is always, whenever I'm journaling, what do you want? It's just to be happy and to have a consistent flow of happiness for a week was incredible. I started the week with seeing you and Nikki and Abby. We had that a was a cool dinner. And then I had, yeah, some some health treatments like acupuncture and my facial. Um, went into the office, saw some people, stuck to my fitness goals. And I just wanted to send some positivity. And it was nice to see the feedback. And oh, my people, gosh, so many messages and, in. And even on my personal page, I did a little bit of a post. And it was really nice people saying, thank you so much for sharing your wins because it's so important in these times for people to discuss that and actually know that you're not gloating you're just yeah. literally going yay i've had an yay awesome for week me. and snacks for me it's a fucking weekly snacks yeah. that's like i did a happy mother's day post to myself yes because i was like oh it's hard bloody that. work you were so go so well yeah and i feel like that's the message a, a really strong important message for me for doing this podcast is to promote the self-love and as we all know laura loves celebrating wins and we Ooh. will talk about it in our self-love episode as well. But mm. in terms of mental health, it's, uh, again, it's a daily struggle. It's something that I think majority of people um, are working on and working towards. And there has been some incredibly dark and low days. And so then when I have the incredibly high days, I do want to celebrate them. Because so, it's um, so easy to focus on the dark, eh? And be like, I'm here. I'm always here. This is what happened last time. I feel like this all the yes. time. And not be like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. Laura paid off her student loan and I can't get over that. That to me is oh, a thanks. fucking massive win. It is a massive win. I'm I saw I think proud. that I mean I saw everything but I was like, yes, hun. Yay. Like the amount of money that's now gonna have to disappear yes. out of your account every week, the freedom it gives you, just knowing that debt is gone. Yeah, and that's that was my only debt. So Incredible. I absolutely no debt. Absolutely is... no debt sis. <laughs> absolutely no debt sis. That could be the name the name. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm feeling good. The Mother's Day thing obviously rocks the boat a little bit, but I'm really proud at how I got through her two-year anniversary her 60th and now Mother's Day because it goes February April oh, May course. and that's a big heavy train yeah that's a, it's right after Christmas as well so now I'm kind of good up until September when it, my birthday comes around because that really sucks because yeah. mum spoiled my little socks off at, at my birthday but you know yeah doing well and just trying to stay focused and um trying to like live my purpose which Love I'm still it. figuring out but it's taken years and years so um on that note we're going to have a little chat today about mental health and our experiences and tell our story um 
we don't know how long these are going to go for so we're just going to speak openly and freely and again take it with a grain of salt um, we're not coming hot with all these tips and advice we just want to help you out there feel less alone and give you an insight into you know two small town gals that chat 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 and you know bright and bubbly and have all this energy but whew, when the lights go out things can get a little bit dark. The baggage gets heavy. The baggage gets heavy. Go to baggage claim and pick <laughs> up all your baggage. Pay your damn fee for that over. Pay, yes. Yeah, that you, is too you, heavy. You can't bring that into the overhead. You need no, to check it out. Check it out. you have years of, of trauma and mummy issues. That's me. Um, <laughs> so I reckon we start with you. Okay. I really want to, because we've yeah. both got really, really, really separate yes. stories. Um, Courtney's coming from a place of when you first discovered anxiety and um, some stuff post being a mum. Yes. Um, and mine more stems from the early ages of like 11, 12 when I first identified maybe there's something not right not in my, right. Little, my little old brain um, and learning to deal with that and that now the, the what I would call grief depression. I don't even know if that's a thing. Surely. But like the grief anxiety and the grief depression because I have – just gotten so much worse since mum passing mm. so it's quite a quite a contrast so yes. I hope that everybody buckles on up and enjoys it so you know pour yourself a bevy most of you are probably driving to work so you can't do <laughs> so that don't do that mate don't drink and drive don't drink and drive two hands on the wheel 10 to 2 <laughs> um so yeah do you want to start with sort of when was your first when did you first identify hmm perhaps you know, something's not feeling good inside. Yeah, so I think um, my first experience with mental health and kind of a decline in my mental health um, was when I went to university or like when I went to study. So, so how old were you then? I was 17. Okay. So I was young for my year, so I didn't turn 18 till the February, so I yeah. kind of left. Oh, maybe I, maybe I just turned 18. Somewhere in that realm. Yeah. Um, and I went off to Wintech. I was studying my um, Bachelor of Media Arts, and I was really excited, but I was also incredibly scared because... For me, I was a real homebody, and even just moving to Hamilton, which was only just over an hour away, was mm. scary. And I was going to move into these like halls of residence with all these people my age. Overwhelming. And even though I'm outgoing, I really hate situations where I have to get to know people and introduce myself and like make friends. I That's hate the social anxiety. Yes, and so yeah. I um because I was in a small town, you just had your friends, and you didn't have to yeah. make new friends. They just were your friends. Yeah. So I just remember going there and feeling like, okay, I only know two other people going to this halls of residence from my school and we knew each other like okay we were in the yeah. same year but we weren't really close friends and I remember walking into my dorm room and it was smaller than your bedroom wow and we're and in a was, tiny tiny yeah. room right now folks. and it was brick and it was cold and it was dingy at the back of the space like I got like one of the worst areas I reckon oh, no. and I just remember mum and dad being like okay I love you and I just as soon as those doors shut I just burst into tears I was like I don't want to be here like wow. this is awful I hate this like and what so I just I sat done? in my room and I felt anxious like felt my chest get tight and I felt sick because I was like I don't want to leave my room and then I was starting to think well dinner time's going to be in whatever like four hours and I'm gonna have to go and like sit in a dining room on my own because I'm too scared to talk to other people or like try and make friends like you know you're only like 17 or 18 I know and tiny and little baby no, still. and I just wasn't ready like I just wasn't prepared for all of it and yeah. it was overwhelming and so then fast forward some time there 
I just started to, I had to work because, you know, it's just going to pay your bills. Yeah. So I worked at Glassons, House of G, was studying, kind of busy, 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 didn't have a cast, I didn't have the same freedom as other people, so yeah. I had to kind of like walk a lot of places, which is fine. Yeah. But like didn't have that freedom of like getting in the car and going home. Yeah, that makes a massive difference. Yes. And so my sister actually was really good and she would come and get me and I'd stay at her house on the weekends oh, and stuff cool. a lot, which was really shout good. Shout out to the big yeah, sisters. Shout out to the big Honestly, sisters of the world. They're amazing. So incredible. But, um, one specific incident happened and it full like two actually sorry and it really changed my path so and they just are going to sound crazy but I wear glasses and I have a very I have very poor vision without them and I remember one time we'd gone out to town out hit, back so I'd made all the friends and it was great the gals that I've met there I'm still friends with some of them they're oh, so special see? and it's so amazing, amazing. but and it, and like I'm at my own block and so yes. now I'm older being even 10 years older, I feel so much better in social situations so because good. I know that it's not a big deal anymore, but yeah. at the time it was huge. Of course. So we were out on the town, we'd come home, and the way that our dorms worked is that there was a big corridor and there was five rooms off the corridor and then a main door, and so we were like in hubs of, like there was blocks of rooms, so yeah. it wasn't like a big university hall where you walked in and there was like, like heaps oh, of rooms okay. on the floor. It was like little cottage, five rooms off it, door, main door, whatever. Yeah. So I'd come back and I'd gone to have a shower and the front main door was open and it was real dark because it was like after midnight. Mm. Having a shower, whatever, got out of the shower, didn't have my glasses on properly, got dressed and then I kind of turned and looked out of the door and I just saw these two big dark figures. You're shitting me. No, I'm not. Standing at the end of the door and I just thought, are you Fuck. kidding? No, I'm not kidding. I've never heard this. No, I don't. I know. Oh, my days. So, no, sorry. So two big figures and I was like, I, and it obviously happened very quickly, but I was like, I don't feel safe. I feel very. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and I was like, the door's open and my door's there, but I'm going to have to run from the thing to my door. Holy and they started running at me. Courtney. <laughs> yeah. So then I ran and I was immediately like, you know, when things just go through your brain so quick, yeah. I was like, oh my fucking God, I need to get in. I need to lock my door. I need to get into my room. Yeah. I need to call for help. Like there's no one in my dorm. Yeah. Everyone's gone into town, but no one's here. Oh, and you I was there alone. Yes. And so the stupid bitch left the fucking me. I'm yeah. the stupid bitch left the door open. Anyway, so I'm pushing on the door and I'm screaming and they're pushing on my, the door back and they're like shouting and I'm so heightened in anxiety because I'm like, I literally thought that I was either going to get oh raped or I was going to get abused or beaten up or whatever because I couldn't see anything. Oh and my so God, then, so, I'm so sorry you went through Oh, this. it's okay. I'm fine. But at the time it was horrendous and I freaked out and it, and it felt like a really long time, but it was probably only like a two minute tussle yeah. at the door. And eventually I kind of came to it and I could hear them like the door kind of stopped sh sh like, sh like, you know, shaking and stuff. And they were like, Courtney, Courtney. And I was like, hysterically crying and it was my two friends Ben oh and James God. just trying to be funny not realizing that I couldn't see them because I didn't have my glasses on oh and it was God. dark I feel like crying and so they came into my room and I just sobbed on my bed and they were just like completely like didn't know what to do because they didn't realize didn't what had happened in my brain yeah. during their funny little you know joke yeah. and I was beside myself and oh. I was just like I can't go to, I was like you can't leave now because I can't go to sleep because in my brain a whole I've, different scenario just happened I think that these two black figures in, like my, in house. my house and I don't yeah. know who they are and we it was a really if you know where Wintek is the halls of residence is a really dodgy area it's not a it doesn't feel safe it's not oh a comfortable place like we had a guy run and lock himself in the toilets and pump some drugs and stuff like it was really oh. not a, it wasn't a nice welcoming warm yeah, space it's not a I never I would never recommend living there so I, was, <laughs> I yeah. didn't love it um and so that really changed my absolutely like that fully that changed my whole makeup that it was incredibly traumatic even though it wasn't even though it wasn't 
wasn't meant to be traumatic. Yeah. Because I didn't have my glasses on, it was dark, and I didn't know what was going on. My body went to fight or flight, and I just Absolutely. fully lost it. And so from then on, I found it really hard to go to sleep at night. Oh. And I would, like, lie in my bed crying with my headphones in, like, just as loud as I could, just... And I'm quite a visual person, so I see stuff yeah. if I'm in a scary place. Like, yes. if I'm not mentally quite there, yeah. I will visualize it all in my head, yes. in my brain, and I will see all the yucky stuff. And, like, oh, you know, gosh. like I'm a bit bad like that. That's common. That's yeah. really so common. So, like, as soon realize. as I have one, if, as soon as I'll have, like, one bad kind of thought, like, it just visually, I can just see the entire scenario. And your like, subconscious probably was replaying the image yes. of the black, the dark figures. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I'm going to sound really bad, and I'm so sorry about like I can see like quite demonic stuff and yucky things yeah. like when that sort of things you know yeah so I felt like I, I was just sitting there just sobbing like I can't be like I just feel alone in this room and it was so scary and then one night I was already heightened enough in my absolute fear of going to sleep and scared that my door was not locked properly and blah 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 and then our fire alarm went off in the middle oh, of the night you're and kidding. it was so piercing and I felt like I must have been sleeping in such an anxious state that as soon as that happened it just like literally sent me through the roof. Like I couldn't really cope. Like I was just like, oh my god! And so I got out and I was like telling everyone to get out of bed and stuff. And we got up. Was there a and, fire? No, it was a drill. So they made us do a drill at like three in the morning where people were half cut drunk oh or my like days. not there, and it was so inappropriate. Anyway, this girl ended up having this awful like seizure on the concrete because it freaked her out so much because she'd been out drinking and then she had this a fire alarm oh and it just gosh. really it was just awful. And so. She was like, well, since so-and-so didn't come out, we're going to have to do that again. And I immediately was like, I can't do that again. I can't sit in that room and, and, and worry if the fire alarm's going to go off. And it sounds so crazy to someone does. who doesn't experience mental health. Yes. But, but for me, is, it was so real. It is so triggering. So anybody. triggering. So to the point that I literally was one to one, I said to one of the girls, I have to sleep in your room. Yeah. In these tiny dorms. I dragged my mattress all the way across the other side where it was bright and light and bubbly. Yeah. And I slept on her floor for probably a week. Good on you. Because I was just like, I can't do it. And funnily enough, though, I didn't realize that I was experiencing very deep mental health with anxiety at the time. I was just like slowly spiraling into this thing where I couldn't sleep in my own room. I had to sleep with someone near me. I like struggled with loud noises. I couldn't put myself to sleep. Like just all this stuff. It is just and I just and then it just affected my study. I just couldn't like study anymore. I ended up not enjoying my degree, so I just left. Yeah. Good job. And it was like six months. And I went home and it was embarrassing and I didn't like, you know. Yeah, we've talked about that, eh? And then I got home and I talked to mum a bit and I was just like, it got to the point that I'd be asleep in my room or like I couldn't sleep in my room because I was scared there was someone in the wardrobe. And it's just like, as an 18-year-old girl, you know that's not rational. but it's But in your brain, like you've experienced these traumas in a row. Yeah. Yeah. So mum worked at a doctor's surgery and she's like, well, let's go to the doctors and you can talk to someone. Oh, how great. Yeah. So supportive. So I went and we talked to the doctor and I just broke down because I'm a, like a crier like if anything's like yeah. and I just and I, he's like I think you might be experiencing some anxiety and I was okay. like what is that like at the time I was wow. kind of just like I didn't really know like you know when people talk about being anxious or anxiety yeah. well when I think back you know 10 years ago we didn't really talk that through. Not really. Um, so when he kind of talked it through and he's like, this is what I think you're experiencing and it's not really normal for people to like have reactions like that, you know, so we can sort that out. Like yeah. we can help you. And so he put me on a medication that I can't remember the name of, but it basically was an antidepressant that's also aided for anxiety. anxiety. Yeah. So I went on that and I took it religiously and I honestly just watched my world turn back into color again. Like oh, wow. just every day I would, 
slowly start to go to sleep and not think about weird stuff under my bed or my feet hanging over the bed or somebody in the wardrobe. Or, wow. And I could, like, be in social situations a lot easier. And You didn't need your music to fall asleep. Didn't need my, all that yeah. stuff. And it just slowly over time. And I remember going, oh, my God, I just feel alive again. Like, oh, and how? noticing feeling better. Yeah, that's so important. And so on my own, after quite a while on them, Would I you just... say a year or two? I feel like maybe a year. Yeah. I just slowly started to just wean myself off them. Yeah. And it worked well for me because I was able to just very, very slowly yes. just stop taking one every day or yeah. whatever. And I just felt so balanced again. Yeah. Um, so that was my very first experience. And I look back now and I think, wow, Courtney, when you say that out loud, that was really traumatic. Courtney, that was so <laughs> traumatic. Yeah. You, so did you talk... So you had, it was your two guy friends that just, yes. yeah, that scared the shit out of you. Yes. Did you talk to your girlfriends after um, then? My friend Kayla I talked to and she was really good and she, like if she would remember me telling her that story and every right. now and then she's just like, yeah, that's whack. Like remember that yeah. time? And I'm like, yeah, that was crazy. Um, but I never really talked to my friends about any of that experience. Yeah. Like I think there'll be some friends here that'll be like, oh shit, did yeah. you really go through that? Did and I'll be like, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, because I never really talked about it because I, I, I don't want to bother anyone. Yeah. I was the strong friend. I just got up and went to work and did what I needed yeah. to do. Yeah. And I didn't want to be the one that admitted that the experience of going from high school to university was not fun. Like yeah. it, it was, not it was supposed to be fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was a really hard experience, I think, and at the time very difficult, but I didn't have a clue that it was that wow. serious. Yeah. And so then from that, I think that I'd had a really good run until Dad died, and then I experienced quite a, like, probably quite a, like, up and down in emotions and, like, like I just feel like I just wasn't as happy anymore. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, like the, yeah. you would know, if, um, yeah. like just the happiness scale, it's really hard to reach the, the feeling of being really happy and excited. Yeah. Like to the point that, like, you know, you used to go to a concert and you'd be like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. And you couldn't sleep the night before. And you like, oh. Whereas I'd just be like, yeah. Yeah. You know, or yeah. like you get a new car and you're usually supposed to be really excited about getting a new car because it's a new car. Yeah. And it was just like, mm, you know. There's just nothing. And it's, there's nothing that can bring you that joy anymore. It's because we hit the absolute rock bottom of any feeling in the world, which is grief, and then you can't ever match that op in the opposite no. direction in happiness. Absolutely. And, yeah, I think I was telling you about it the other day when me and my siblings were sitting around talking about it and – I've only felt I've only felt immense happiness since Mum dying once, and my sister crazy. and my brothers were like, "Yeah, nah, like we're happy. We're happy." But there's people, nothing that really. But sets there's you nothing up. that is the that mirrors the that I, extreme low. I really think that's why I held on to the idea of moving away, and I was so excited because I was like, it brought me yeah. like the most incredible freeing feeling that I have not felt in a long time, oh. and so I was like. Yes, like, and so when as soon as we worked out, it was like it wasn't going to happen. I just literally just, bombed. Like it's I was just all like, your hopes Whoa. and dreams just come crashing down. And to other people, it might be like, wow, that's a really big reaction. But I was just like, that was like the peak yeah. of excitement for me. Yeah, this is you experiencing excitement post dad, post baby, as an yes. adult, yes. feeling that excitement. You know, yeah. it's so um, it's rare. Yeah, to feel that now. I yeah, think. totally. Uh, well, Things just don't feel so magical great. anymore, anyway, isn't yeah. it? Because you become an adult and everything has like everything has rules. And yeah, <laughs> everything has like a downside. Yes. I reckon, as morbid as that sounds, but it's true. At yeah, the end of the day. And then I think my very last experience was definitely after having Bo. I had really bad baby blues. Like I would wow. cry every single day. Really? Like, like it was just a bit crazy. Like anyone that came to visit, I would open the door and just sob. 
and I'd be like, I'm not unhappy. I just can't stop. Like my yeah. bo- like it's all the hormones in your body just raging. Yeah. And lucky my mum had warned me. She was like, really? you might experience this okay. and it's actually okay. And if it doesn't stop, then we can look for help. Like oh, it's will wow. seek some help for you if it, if you don't come out of it. So that was really good. So I could almost like, I think if I hadn't known that that was going to happen to me, I would have been like, oh my god what, what is, is wrong, wrong with me, me? Yeah. and I probably wouldn't have admitted to people that I was doing it because I'd be so ashamed that yeah. I couldn't control that but I knew it was coming so it was completely yeah. great to be able yeah. to go through that emotion and mum was like oh here it is like oh this please. is what we talked about yeah, yeah. Having that um and it would be as crazy as like we'd go to the supermarket and I'd just sit in the back of the car staring at both sobbing and I was like why though like just literally crying <gasps> for no oh, reason you're so sweet you're big empathetic yeah <laughs> just like just uh, feeling all the feelings yes and then it, it did go away which was fantastic and it just one day it did, went away and it was like thank goodness because it's exhausting so to did just you go cry. back on medication after both no i i didn't and i look back and there probably could have been times where i could have sought help to like yeah. just to help regulate me and get to a point um, of just being really yeah. balanced. Do you think it could have been a touch of postnatal depression? Um, or... I think probably, yeah, like a yeah. really small little sprinkling just of that. Just a little dusting. Yeah, but I also wonder if I'm just not as resilient as other people as well in motherhood. Like okay. I think for me, like I think it's okay to have shitty days. Of course. But there were some times where I was just like, I am at the fucking, my wit's end. Like really? I, I'm done with this crying baby. I cannot oh. do this anymore. How the fuck do people do this? Really? I hate everybody on social media that makes this look fun. It is not fun. Yeah. It is hard work. Literally don't care. Want to go to my room. Done. You know, like really? very, very like hard days. Yeah. For but sure. the more you talk to people, the more that does happen. And yes. you literally are just like, I'm so out of my depth. Like what is going on? And but I, there, sorry to interrupt. No, I think as the, as mental health is becoming so more openly spoken about and people are feeling more safe and yes. people are creating that space. It is so refreshing to hear these stories mm. because you do just see the media or the TV and films and your favorite Instagrammer. Your favorite Instagrammer, um, we know one, but we won't mention. Um, that are just making it look like this absolute white picket, la di da. Look at me, I'm, I'm doing I'm this. I'm fine. I'm so great. And I've got this dream. And you baby. know what? It's absolutely okay to be shitty at being a mum. Yeah, I am not great, and it's crazy because I'm a teacher. I should be good. I do this every day, but that's why it's hard as well because I do it every day with everybody exactly. else's kids. That then I have to come home and have extra patience for this little person. And oh my god, like honestly, it is so mentally challenging. And I'm really Matt and I talk a lot. Like, is this going to be our only child, or yeah. are we going to do it again? Like, yeah. I don't know if my mental health can can do another child because a it's not fair on them and it's not fair on me. Oh. So I have to be in such a space to be ready for that. And I don't want to just do that because you know. Do you know just how inspiring and refreshing that would be for <laughs> mums out I there? I hope so, honestly. And the fact that you've just said I'm not good at being a mum I'm shitty at being mum instead of me jumping and being like oh my god stop you're perfect I don't need to because no. you're speaking your truth that's yes. truly what you feel and believe and all you can do is your best yes and exactly you're trying that. every single day and I haven't seen you behind closed doors being no. like so I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it and be like oh blah 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 I can tell you that I think you're doing a fucking great job <laughs> and that Bo's the coolest yes he's and very cool you and Matt are incredible parents but you at the end of the day you're the only one who knows what it's like yes. to be a mum to that baby yes. so that's on you and you know what I love that kid with all my heart I'm, oh, I would, I've never regretted never it he's just the, the most beautiful little person 
person and he's brought so much joy but with the joy comes a lot of hard work and yes. anger and sadness and like what, hard what, times what's yeah and so to end my little piece before we head off to Laura's story um with the depression after like postnatal I didn't real I, I don't I don't know if I did or not because I haven't yeah. sought help yeah I didn't seek help yeah but I had a friend um at one point uh, I, I said something not very kind um, that I definitely owned and I knew it wasn't the right thing to do and I said sorry and I said look that just wasn't on and it wasn't meant how it came out of course. and she hit me with the I think you've got depression and you need to sort it out you're this you're that you suck the life out of the room you're this you're that and I literally felt um, so wow. yeah so yeah and I was just like I just hope that anyone dealing with any depression or anxiety or whatever would never have that um, reception from a friend. Like, yeah. a, like if you have any friends that you think might be depressed or anxious, because I at that point didn't feel like I was. I was much further through my journey, yeah. and I was just a struggling everyday mum trying yeah, to work and do a thing. Modern woman. Just, just a modern woman trying to live this life. Exactly. Um, and I just thought when that person said that to me, I just thought, do you know what? I never ever want anyone that is depressed or anxious or anything to hear that from someone because that's the last thing you need. That is the last thing. If that you, is so unhelpful. I know. If you ever like are concerned about a friend or you think they're depressed or you want to help them, just say, "Hey, I I love you so much. I've been thinking about. Are you okay? Yeah. Like I just wanted to check in on you because I just wanted to make sure you're all right. Just doing that's, a mental health check. Yes, how are you feeling? That how is, is life? more than enough, and that is how you're going to get your friend to open up to you if they are having a hard time. Don't start don't yet. tell them they're depressed because you might have had depression or don't tell them that they're this, that and the other. If I was depressed, that would have pushed me well over the edge. 100%. You know what I mean? And imagine if you were in that vulnerable oh, And that's what someone stage. told me. I'm like, well, if that's who I am and that's what you say I am, then that's it. Exactly. That's all I am. That's but, my worth. But you had, you know, you you were able to identify, actually, no, that's on you. Yes, that and is not a me don't, thing. Don't project any of your trauma yes. onto me. I'm doing okay. And please never and put that onto anyone else. Absolutely. And people make mistakes regardless if they're depressed or anxious. Like exactly. people say things out of like any reason. Sometimes we make mistakes. And so I just think if any advice I could give you, which isn't what this is about, but please just reach out to your friends with love. If you're concerned about their mental health, don't label them. Just ask if they're okay and just say, I'm here for you. Doing those mental health checks yes. and taking the time, creating safe spaces, yes. detaching from these people that didn't make you feel good. So yeah. The whole potty is just linked into each episode. It just all weaves itself it beautifully. It's like a kicky flat. Isn't it? Very nice. nice. So tell me a bit about your story because I know that we have very different stories and yours starts a lot younger. Yeah, it does. Well, first of all, just thank you for sharing that, thank Courtney. You, thank you was, so much for making this a beautiful safe space. Hey, that was just a beautiful story, Courtney. But it really was. It's just so refreshing to hear. Well, not refreshing in the first thing about no, the two story no. people, but... Hearing your journey, and I would I hate when people go, you know, you've come out the other side because it's a constant daily oh, thing. Always, yeah. So you might get hit in five years with a massive thing of depression. It's it's a journey. So yes. you've just gone up and down and around and around. Just riding that roller coaster. The beautiful wahine that you are now to everyone in your life. You, you are truly a ray of light in my life, and I love you so much. Oh my god, I love you. Oh my god, stop. Oh, no. oh my god, I love your dress. <laughs> oh my god, my toddler's a tiara's dress. Oh my god, it's so beautiful. I love your hair. I love your face. I love everything about you. Oh, 10 out of 10. <laughs> I'm, hag I'm Hagrid, but I've no, done no, a little bum today. I think you're rocking what you oh, consider a Hagrid. Oh, Hagrid's not as voluptuous today. It's a little bit dirty. It's a little bit sweet. Just blow dry the sweat out. That should be an absolute, absolute Oh, no. I'm I think an absolute. tried that. 
oh my god if you come home from the gym and you're a little sweaty. oh no i have done that yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. my sister's top trap just blow uh, alongside of her bronzer on the brush the old bronzer acorn she <laughs> loves a bit of bronzer on them shapes. um so as you guys would have heard in the grief episode obviously grew up um, with my mum who was really unwell and a lot of that, a lot of sort of what I identified as, I don't know, bad thoughts and feelings was very strongly triggered from having a mum who was mentally unwell. Yeah. So there was a lot of times throughout my childhood and my teenage life where mum and I were incredible best friends. She'd take me to all my dance classes or my netball games. She was the most incredible mum when she was well and medicated. But a lot of this story today is based on the times when she wasn't. And it's just to give an insight into my story. Um, and it's kind of in a bit of two parts. It's my mental health pre-mum passing. Um, and then the mental health that hits once you are a now grieving person. So I was around about 11 or 12 when um, I first started thinking, why do I feel sad? Um, really deep feelings of sadness and anxiety. Um, and this is when my mum was really, really unwell at that time as well. I was so sad that, like, I'd write really sad poems. Like, wow. I had a whole diary of really sad poems. How amazing, though, at that age, you were able to channel those feelings yeah. into words. I never really thought about it. I'd just write, and I don't know, I had a really good knack at rhyming. Maybe I could make these sad poems well, into a rap. you did make me a birthday poem, and oh it God, was very beautiful. I? Yeah, I, I had a friend. Poem. So I remember, yeah, crying myself to sleep. I mean, what kid probably didn't. I don't know if that was normal. But, yeah, really... Um, just in a weird space of trying to understand why my mum was trying to hurt herself all the time yeah. and holding that responsibility. I was going to say, did you feel like it was a, because you? Extremely heavily on my shoulders because for, I was sort of the youngest and kind of the closest to mum in some respects because I was the baby. So if ever we'd have an argument over something stupid, then that's when she would kind of spiral. So I would feel that it was my fault. Yes. But then she'd sort of when she'd come out of care and she'd tell me that you know I love you I didn't mean it you're the only thing that keeps me going that sentence was really unhealthy to be telling right. the kid because if I'm the only one that keeps you going then, then you've you got go to work incredibly hard yeah. to for your mum but then when you go and hurt yourself I don't feel worth worthy yes, I feel I feel like I've let you down and that I'm not worth anything so that's sort of what I was living through um from quite a young age um then my mum had a really bad episode um in year nine and then that's when oh, I when went and lived with my yeah. amazing dad who took care of me for a year and I went to Kofata College um again still very confused with what thoughts were going through my head I was never um I was never suicidal or wanted to hurt myself but I just didn't think I was worthy of anything mm. um but my mum was fighting really hard to get me back um, and get custody of me again which she did um and then it was around about 14 or 15 um I'd started my beautiful like friendship with Abby and Stace and they were my absolute rocks all through high school going through all my mum's stuff um but I started experiencing really bad anxiety attacks and to the point where um yeah right before school if mum was dropping me off or one of the girls were picking me up I'd just be in the bathroom, absolutely shitting through the eye of a needle, like wow. diarrhea.com. Like I just so, wouldn't, wouldn't yeah. even eat breakfast and just on the toilet, sweating, shaking. I've always been a sweaty girl, but like add <laughs> extra, add extra on top sweat, of that. you know, just mix that all in. Um, and so, you know, mum was extremely worried. And so, of course, she's going to take me to the doctors and, of course, they're going to put you on antidepressants um, and anti-anxiety. Um, which in hindsight I'm like wow as a little vulnerable 15 year old girl um, 
and they just are quite happy to just chuck you on there and didn't follow up with any counselling sessions or check-ins. Yeah, that's it's just, really sad. Here's your Arapax, take that, and here's your Lorazepam for your handbag. So if you're out and about or at school and you're feeling overwhelmed, you, you take half one of those. those. And my darling mum thought that was the answer because she felt helpless and, and felt responsible. Like at that time, there wasn't a lot of discussion about supporting no. yourself through talking through feelings at a counsellor. No, no self-love. Nothing, none of that. No, nothing. And it was around this time, you're 15, 16, we started drinking. Me and yes. Stace would be at every party. And from the time I started drinking, I was the girl in the group that would get ridiculously drunk um, and yeah, wake up in the morning, have mind blanks. Sometimes I was a spewy girl. Um, and I would just drink to numb the pain, and I didn't realize that till a few years after when wow. I talked to a friend about it, um, and that was just just numbing the mummy, the mummy trauma and issues, I guess, and not identifying it. But in saying this, I still lead a very happy-go-lucky yes. life. I had beautiful friends. We'd go, yeah, partying. Had boyfriends. Was nailing all my dance classes. Like I, it was more like of a high-functioning anxiety. I would say that was the same as me. Yes. So yeah. people don't. People don't actually take – I remember people not taking me seriously when I would say I had panic and anxiety attacks because, well, what? You, so you're so out there and bubbly and, and outgoing and you're like, fool, that doesn't mean that I don't feel certain things. Yes. I'm speaking my truth and I'm letting you know. Yeah. And people do struggle still to hear it. Even new friends I've met now, if I ever mention anxiety, they're like, really? No, like, I just – I would never pick it. But you're just amazing and, and you're so confident. It's like, like it's called high-functioning, you guys. We just carry on and paint a mask and get on with it. So – um, that was really, it was getting quite bad about 15, 16 and my mum had, yeah, continuously bad episodes. And so, um, there was a point there where my dad and my sister said, you just can't live there anymore. And my, um, amazing sister and her now husband basically kicked out all the flatmates, um, and let me move in at 16, oh, so nice. um, in Taupiti, which is half an hour from my hometown. So, um, this little like 16 year old girl coming and my sister, like, she was only in this relationship with Craig quite, you know, quite new. And to say, oh, can my little sister come and live with us was she incredible. Knew that your safety and, like, your mental health was so was important. Was so important. And she had to act as mum, sister, um, counsellor, doctor, teacher, everything. She was just everything bundled into one. And I'll be forever grateful to Amy and Craig for opening me with welcoming with welcome arms because I don't know where I would have gone or what I would have done yeah. I wouldn't have been like on the streets um but you know <laughs> on the streets of Morinsville on the streets of Motown but Motown. it did get very um it, it, it did I was yo-yoing between my sisters and my mum so every time mum got better I'd go back and live there and then back to Amy's when she got bad and it was pretty unhealthy to be yeah. doing that and a lot on my sister um during this time my mum and my stepdad had separated which was really alarming because he was her rock mm. um and so mum was living on in a house on her own and I went and moved in with her in my year 13 year and that was terrible because mum was so so unwell and should I should not have been around or exposed to the things that I had to endure that year and so as a result of that I didn't actually finish my year 13 year because mum was back in Takia and I had to go back to live with my sister and my her and my dad just said it's time you need to finish school and get a job and start supporting yourself um so I yeah had to leave in like term four so mm. that's why I didn't get my UE oh, and level three yeah. um and that was just a really confusing time and my mental health I was on these these medication but I still 
I was functioning, but I still had the immense sadness, yeah. and I never identified it as depression. It could have been, but I just, I don't know if it was. The yeah. anxiety attacks were still there, the excessive drinking, you know, white wine and trauma just don't mix well, no, friends. So, not. you know, a country cask on a Friday night, not not ideal. Don't recommend. Um, <laughs> and so I, it was, yeah, I finished school, got a job, um, that's when town and boys and eating my feelings started and in about two or three years I'd gained 25 kilos of just yeah depression I'd say um but yeah I was just numbing everything I never turned to drugs though and growing up a lot of people around us like family friends or whatever would say to us it's amazing that you um Watson kids haven't turned to drugs and alcohol because a lot of you know troubled teens do but I think we saw how much they messed up mum. I mean, she was only on prescription medication, but still it, it really it robbed her, yeah. you know? So it was, um, I always just wanted to try and stay on the straight and narrow, but oh, girl loved a glass of wine. <laughs> um, and so then I went to film school and had an amazing year and felt a little bit more in control of my mental health. And then at 24 decided to move to London and that all happened really quickly. And I, people would ask why like wow this has happened quick and I could never really give a full answer and again in reflection I was just running away mm-hmm. I was just getting away from all the mum drama because you had lived in it for so long and it, it was, was probably my, like overwhelming it was my identity it was yeah. Laura with the unwell mum and it always felt like it was my fault so I was ready just to break through from that and go and make a name for myself and just be Laura with no baggage. And I tell you, I always thought, man, you are so brave jumping mm. on a plane all by yourself and doing that. Yes. And I just think, look, it, it was meant to be. It was so you meant to be. You had most incredible experience. Yeah, exactly. But I just always think, man, that's so brave and incredible. Yes. And like to do it for yourself, knowing yeah. that it would have been hard, but it going, so I need hard. to do this for me. It was so hard. And again, I kind of think, I well, I, I do have regrets. I wish I did things a little bit differently, but it's all happened for a reason. Um, so I got to London and my mental health was quite bad when I first got there. I was like, hang on, I'm here now. Everything's meant to be better. Why do I still feel like a black hole in my stomach? Like and it was, it was winter. And it was bloody <laughs> old winter, January 2016. So um, I just had to get myself through. I quit my office job. I went into care work for the elderly. I went traveling. Um, I started my self-love journey, which we'll touch on in our self-love episode Um, But over the course of like two or three years, I'd lost the weight that I'd gained, which is obviously a massive, that was a massive hindrance for me in my mental state as well. Um, So it naturally improved, but I was still up and down, but I'd finally understood who I was as a person and built up that self-confidence. So then that's when I met Sammy and life just increased 10,000% in terms of happiness. Um, Had my little mental health toolkit of all the things that made me feel good, which I've talked about a lot. Um, then hello, February 2020, your mum dies and you experience a level of mental health that you never knew was absolutely humanely possible. And it still fucks my brain up that much that you can have everything that you've manifested in your hot little hands living and just being the best version of yourself. And then that loss can create such a... 360 throw you right back to a little scared traumatic traumatized all of the hard work it just doesn't matter the hard work it just unraveled so 
um, bearing in mind this was all in the midst of a pandemic. So not only are you grieving, it's 2020 and everything shut down. The world, the, complete, the world has completely lost its fucking The world has absolutely fallen apart. I was working from home, travel and socialising restrictions, um, deciding what the fuck are we doing here? Should we be moving back to New Zealand now because I'm grieving and I'm sad? Um, like my little escape was my gym classes and my dance classes. They were cancelled. Um, I had amazing support from my girls, Kaya and Imogen, up there who looked after me incredibly well. And I they, just want to meet them. I feel oh like, my god! I feel like when you talk about them, I'm like, oh, you're I don't know them. Love, they're like my um, northern hemisphere Abby and Stace, oh, You know, so like nice. I've got my northern hemisphere, and my southern hemisphere. Love girls. it. They're just amazing. And but it was what really freaked me out when I when when I had my real dark days is that I now had a little inkling of how mum felt majority of her life and that's what freaked my sister and I out that we I'd call Amy and I'm like I can't get out of bed like I literally can't I can't I physically can't get out of bed I can't comb my hair and we, we grew up hearing this from mum and we'd roll our eyes and you'd be like oh it's not that we hard we would be like are you kidding me and we would roll our eyes and then I knew what it felt like and I had everything the dream job the great guy we were still being able to travel sometimes it didn't matter what I had and mum would say this to me growing up it's a mental illness love like it's a chemical imbalance in my brain you know I've got I've got four beautiful kids I've got a husband who loves me it doesn't matter I can't I can't do this and I would roll my eyes and now I knew what it felt like mm. and that scared the shit out of me but the difference was I had I didn't have the chemical imbalance mine was uh, sadness and depression from grief and I had the strength and the determination to not let that uh, you know take you down like let that you... take me down and rewrite my story I had the tools and the determination to get through that and unfortunately mum didn't and that's what got the better of her and that breaks my heart that she didn't have support and tools around her to get through those dark days but in a way I'm thankful that I learned how to get through it yes. from her if yes. that makes a really like she gave you the heart. wisdom to know how to do yeah, it yeah yeah and not become as consumed by it because my mum lost her dad when she was gosh I don't even know 45 right. and they were extremely close and that really consumed her they she, I think her depression probably stemmed into bipolar from then. It got wow. really, really bad. I've never actually thought of that out loud. And then you're like, there it is. There it is. That's probably it. So, and now I feel shit that we never really were there to support mum during her grief of her father because he was our granddad. And, and now that's I really, think, that's yeah. a really common thing, I think. Even when I think about my mum, like, I yeah. was grieving my dad being lost, but she was grieving her husband. And that's a completely different grief. Yeah. And so I look back and I'm like, oh, man, I just wish that I'd wrap my arms around you, but I was experienced grieving in, in a different way. And you were so yeah, young. Exactly. You didn't know what your mum needed from you. Yeah. At all. Or at like all. what anyone needs in that time. Yeah. And you're like, that's my granddad and that's sad, but, you know, I can, I can pick up and move on. I'll be and, okay. Yes. But mum or already someone that has a terrible mental illness and then grieving so I get it now and yeah. I really wish I could say to mum I get it like I want to say to her I'm just so sorry that I wasn't there for you enough to support you when you were feeling so mentally unwell but I was just not equipped at that age to help and she knows that though like she would have been like this so. no but she would like it's not 
anything that you could have controlled as a young person. Yeah. And hindsight's a really lovely and awful thing at the same time. Oh, because really we look is. back and we go, I should have known or I should have done this or I should have done that. But put yourself in your age and what you dealt with your whole life. Like you couldn't have changed. Yeah. I know. And she but, was unwell regardless of how much help we or anyone could give her. It was a really, really bad Mum was really unwell, and it breaks yeah. my heart that the poor thing felt like such shit every day. Of course, she had her beautiful times. Yes. E.g. watching me and my dancing videos. But <laughs> there were some really dark days, yeah. though. So that was scary. And what was also really scary for me is that when I used to have these really dark days pre-mum dying, not really dark, but, you know, at film school in London, a boy broke up with me, like those sort of, oh, my God, I'm so sad. I just knew that I could get through it. Yeah. Like, even every time I'd hit that rock bottom again, I'd be like, it's all right, you're going to get through it. So when mum, when it hit with mum and I had the really bad days, I'd think, it's okay, you're going to get through it. But then you don't. Mm. And that's when it, the, the, it physically takes over you and it's so scary. And anyone out there, grieving or not, that has had that, depression that actually takes over your limbs and your willingness to function because you can't function because you just have brain fog and nothing makes sense and even picking up a phone to scroll is yeah. exhausting and you don't need people saying oh well of course it's comforting having people saying I'm here for you let me know what I can do but it's actually take your friends taking action and I don't know if you if you've got a friend that's saying that um, they're not feeling well like send them their favorite meal or you know can I help or arrange the kids or do you need a babysitter for the night so actually yes. following up with the actions um, but yeah again I had incredible support um, obviously with mum passing but at those times are really scary when you're like wow I don't know if I'm going to get through this really yeah. dark day and the dark days actually can progress into weeks and I had that really heavily in 2020. Mm. I've had it a few times bad since getting back um, but at the moment I've got a pretty nice flow of my mental health which I'm really happy. I'm really proud of myself but I, um, I'm still still when I get really bad I'm still trying to figure out is it depression is this an actual depression that I need to go to the doctors for and get medicated or am I just sad from the grief yeah and I've looked at Sam crying a few times maybe a handful of times and said I think I need to go to the doctors because this isn't normal like I can't I have a job like you yeah. have to get up every day when people are like oh I'm so proud of you you got through the day or I know you got through it it's like I have no option. It's either stay in bed in the fetal position, depressed because you miss mummy, or end up in Henry Bennett, or um, you've got to get up for work. There's no, yeah, there's no other option. There's no, there's no office that you can call and go, hey, today I'm about a 7 out of 10 on the depression scale. Could you call my boss for me? You've got these little magic fairies that then go and call <laughs> your boss for you. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, that would be absolutely delightful. It's like modern day, like mental yeah. Cinderella. Yeah, wouldn't it be amazing if, if, and it was okay and accepted to say that, but I am, I will put everyone before myself, and there's been many times Sam has said, you need to call your boss and have a mental health day. And this job, my previous job, my London job, and no, I won't do it because I don't want to let the team down. Mm. And it's probably coming from an ego thing. I don't want to be seen as weak because I've experienced hardship and emotional, you know, trauma in my whole entire life and I'm still standing. So I should just be able to get through the next thing. Absolutely. Which is bullshit because I should 
be entitled to have some time to breathe. Yes. But it's letting yourself have it, eh? And, yeah. not, and not fighting with yourself and being like, it's fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, exactly. I can do it. And you're like, but then you get to the end of the day and you've had enough and you're exhausted and it's the same cycle. It's the same cycle and that's why I'm passionate about social boundaries. Dun, dun, dun. Has anyone heard about those? I don't think I've I don't talked think about them enough. I don't think we've talked about I don't them think we've talked about them. So I know you're about to add some more. Um, no, I but think I was going to say, if you have a moment, I feel like I could learn a lot from you and maybe others could as well. Wow. What do you think helps you when you for your mental health? Like what do you actively do? Mm. Maybe not when you're in your depths, but even like pre-getting to that point that helps you get through the day. Like do you have any rituals? Do you have anything that you turn to? Do you read anything? Mm. Do, you, like, do you have any routines that support you? Yeah, I like that question. Thank <laughs> you, me, Ray. Um, I definitely am a routine and structured person anyway so as soon as I lose control of that that's when I do start to get a bit wobbly so I'm you everyone's heard me harp on about my gym classes in the morning but they truly I'm 80% going for mental health the whatever the strength and that will come after that but that is that is to set me up for the day mentally and if I don't go I feel stale and I haven't cleared my mind and I haven't achieved anything for myself so if you know, if exercise is an outlet for people, I would strongly encourage just getting up and doing it if you can fit it in. Of course, it's hard with kids and everything else. Um, but definitely my exercise. Um, again, it's when I reach out to friends, you know, when I do my little check-ins, yes. I feel really good when I'm doing that. Because so it's I'm, like you've checked it off for yourself too. Eh? You're yeah. like, I'm getting to know how you are, but I'm also making sure that Yeah, it's filling up my cup. Yes. Because I know I've, I may have cheered someone up for the day, yeah. and it's like giving back, so that makes me feel That's really so good. Nice. Um, quality time with Sam is so extremely important to me, even if I just sit and watch and make our HelloFresh. Like, I feel like, again, I'm giving back, and that makes yeah. me feel really good. Um, I've been more open to my journaling this year and just instead of having prompts or thinking I need to go and write today I did this and had this for breakfast and did this gym class I'll just start writing anything and lately it's like what do I want for my future where do I see myself in five years like those typical questions but it's me trying to manifest and figure out what I actually want yes which really helps um Again, very big on scheduling time with the couch. That really does get me through when I'm feeling when you. I'm feeling good and when I'm feeling bad. So if I'm feeling bad, I just want to be on the couch doing nothing. And if I'm feeling good and I've achieved all these things throughout my week, it's like a little reward. It's like a relax. little reward. Yeah. So there's a whole lot of things that I still want to do: um, yoga and be able to meditate more and look after my mind that way. But if I can fill up my cup with my exercise, my talking, connecting with beautiful yes. friends like yourself, um, making sure my family's okay and happy, speaking with my grandma every day, making big delicious green smoothies, kind of all the generic stuff, but it doesn't need to be all this deep, like I go and get healings and I do this. And if you do that, that's good for you. But I'm, I've stopped taking away the pressure of all the self-help and I've actually journaled what actually just makes me feel good and yeah. making sure I've got 10 things written down and then if I need it I don't go and open the book and read it but I know okay cool I, lo I love going out for a coffee and a slice like I get so jazzed we bloody love that everyday kitty kitty door when Sam and I went up to the oh. new cafe and oh my god it was we sat out in the sun and I, my jaw was sore from a, smiling, and B, eating all the things. I just said to Sam, I'm just so happy in this moment with you. So nice. And if there's a vegan something there for him, that makes me even more happier. And I'm just like, 
going out for a coffee and a slice makes me so happy. So I'm just going like, to do it's, it. But it's also noticing that that simple thing simple. brought you so much joy. And I'm so like, it's, and it's even like when you said about the green smoothie, like putting the um, – putting the emotion to it, like being like, this is so good, I yes. love this. And that's what Abby brings out in me as well as you. Yeah. Just being able to notice the small things a little bit more and like yeah. be like, man, that made me so happy this morning. That hot air balloon in the sky yeah. on the way to work yeah. or those small things and like putting an emotion to it and being like, that was cool. It that's was small, so but cool. it was cool. Yeah, like I was driving the other day and said, look at all the beautiful autumn colours. Yes. Like, is that all? It's not autumn though. No, it is. Summer, autumn, winter. Yeah, it is. Summer and then autumn and then we're going into winter. Oh, yeah, I get confused. But all the orange and the beautiful. Like going into winter. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, I forget if I live in this. Well, you know, or the other one. You know what I mean. But I know the things that yeah that don't make me feel good, and that's when I'm overloading my cup and yes. and doing too many things to please other people. Um, I have a fear around driving to Morrinsville. Um, and it's like a trigger, massive trigger. Yeah, so I try and and it, that's really hard for me because a lot of my best friends are there. So. But if I do go, um, Stace will pick like a country that I'm driving to as opposed to Morrinsville. So she'll be like, right, today you're driving to New York. You're going to play this song. And when you drive in, you're going to think of this. And so, so when nice. I get to her house, I'm like, she's like, how's your drive to New York? Or how's you're your like, drive to Croatia? Just so and, Yeah. And I pretend I'm like going to a and b and I'm not just, you know, going to her house. I love and that's so that I'm not driving past mum's road. And having an absolute panic attack while driving. Um, but I think, like, overall, at the moment, like, for me and my mental health and just to help anyone out there, it's just, I don't want to say you're the only one that can help yourself, but it really does start within and it is that self-love and, and looking inward to figure out what makes you happy um, and just know you're not alone. And if you feel like you just need to message absolutely not sis and tell us about a shitty day or a great day you can we will always be here for you we will always be here for, for you. you i'll be there for you <laughs> i was like what was what? this it's friends yeah got it when the rain starts to fall oh wait okay wait um and no one told you life was gonna be this way your job's a joke, you broke. Your love life's D-O-A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Love um, a sing-along. That's something that brings me joy. Just a little bit of a sing-along to break just, out. Just a little bit of a sing-along. And I, I do have other things to touch on, but I do want to probably do a grief episode part two. Situation. I feel like if that's what you guys are interested in, we can do a mental health grief crossover part two for yeah, sure. Yeah, because that kind of did turn into a bit of a grief chat for me. But, but I that think is it really my waves. Yeah, because that's where my mental health lies. If... Let's be honest, if mum hadn't passed, Sam and I would probably still be in London with or without COVID, like without yes. the pandemic. And I yeah, might have mental health issues about something else, but the grief is literally the core of my being and mm. we don't need to try and fix it or work through it. You just learn to live with it, motherfuckers. <laughs> and something that Laura said when we talked about doing this episode, she actually said to me, it's important to remember the spectrum and that there's mental health and then there's mental illness. Very so important. So we all have mental health, whether it's great, whether it's not so great, whether it's a bit low, and then there's people that experience mental illness Very on their own spectrum. So um, when Laura said that to me, I was like, wow, light bulb, that's so true. Same. Like we all have mental health. Yeah. We all have a different experience with it. Sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down, but it's completely different to mental illness. Very. And um, yeah, I think it's just really important to remember that too. When you're thinking about your own 
own experience with mental health, how does it look for you, how might it look for other people, and is your mental health becoming a mental illness for you? Yes. You know, like and, knowing and that kind of... It. Yeah. And I think there's probably a whole nother, we can talk about mental health for the modern woman and people Absolutely. out there with online pressures, um, self-image pressures. <laughs> Don't even get me started on a bloody social media episode. A social media and hello, um, getting married, having kids, getting engaged, building a house pressure. Because you're 30 now, so sort it out. Because you're 30, Laura. Are you and Sam going to get married, have kids and then build a mansion? And you're uh, like, can you also come the fuck down and chill the fuck out? I'm just here for the lurker fried chicken. <laughs> so, but, but point me in the right direction, mm, hun. Not quite sure. <laughs> hey, we, we want all those things for our future, but you know, we're not in any hurry. No. So uh, that comes... The, they come to get quite um, caught up in that as well. So you know, we can just we can just dabble in that another time. Yes, amazing. But I um I think that was really good. I'm really pleased yeah. with that. So let's let's just you know brighten the day and go to some absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. Do it. We'll see how we go. Okay, shall I go? You go. All, All right, right, darling, I'm a going. Oh, this is an absolute novel. I'm mine ever. Someone holding the door open when you're going into a building and you have to run. Oh my days. <laughs> Oh, I'm an absolute not. I hate it when people oh, do this. Matt and I talk about this all the time, and he's like, <laughs> we talk about it, and he's like, isn't it so fucking awkward when you're going into a building and someone thinks they're being really helpful, and so they hold the door, but you're so far away that you have to start running, yeah, and then you're like, oh, and they're like, no rush, and you're like, no. Yeah. Okay. It's so awkward. It's tied into this. When you are trying to cross the road, or attempt, no, you're about to cross the road, somebody's driving, it's not a pedestrian, but they'll stop. And let you cross. And you're like, and you're oh my like, God, and you're like no, no, you go. And then they go, no, you go. And then you go, no, you go. And so you start to walk and then they start to rev. And you're like, oh, my God, you didn't need to And stop. you're also like, I was happy to jaywalk, mate. Just I move was, on and I was, was going to go after you. So what I've learned to do now, if I'm trying to cross the road at not a pedestrian, I will not make eye contact with the car that's coming. The other way. I'll, I'll just look straight as if I'm about to cross. You hurry the fuck up, get past, <laughs> and then I'll cross behind you. That that's reminds awkward. me as well of people when you're at a T intersection and they don't know the fucking road rules. <laughs> like today on the way here, I'm at the T intersection. I want to turn right and cross the centre lane. You are at the T intersection. You want to go straight through, and you're staring at me, waving at me to go. Oh but homie, gosh. you are going straight through, so it's you. And I am so motherfucking for the rules yeah. that I'm like, no, no, you go yeah. because you should know your road rules. And yeah. they're like, no, no, you go. And then we get into a no, you go battle. And it's just a little high five in the car. Yes. And, you're just going and then back literally, and so you're like, fuck this. So you go to rev, and then they start to rev, and you're like, I bloody told you to go. You so if we could all just revise our road rules, that would be really great for my mental health and please don't hold the door open for anyone if they're 10,000 meters away okay <laughs> absolutely not absolutely from us. not from us okay you okay you pick okay, one. okay 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 that's a real good one oh, let's pick a good one <gasps> polaroid cameras oh but yes if anyone wants to buy me one <laughs> just, just um make yourself what are they called when you get like a babe or oh, a baby shower or a wedding and you what are they called oh um you know that thing where you write it down what's oh, that called the thingy the uh what's that thing called when you make a list like a wish list, but another thing. Oh my god, there's a proper ass name. Yeah, there's a name. Okay, if anyone can remember, yeah, because we don't know. So that's the first thing we. But want. yes, I actually absolutely still froth of Polaroid. Yeah, I've got an entire basket full of Polaroids I from would... our engagement party, from our wedding, from other like. Baby I shower. I've never had one. Never had one, but I'd love no, one. No, I borrow them every time, darling. Oh. I just am like, you got a Polaroid camera? Holler at me, darling, and I'll buy the film. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, it's the way that. to go, mate. All right, I'm a big Polaroid. Yes, love Polaroid. <laughs> <laughs> Moist. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to say it in a mad accent. I just know that would have triggered way too many friends. The word 
moist. <laughs> moist. What do you think? Moist flannels. <laughs> I knew you were going to say flannel. As soon as I wrote it down, I was like, girl's going to say flannel. I haven't actually come into too many interactions with this word, as in people like around <coughs> me don't really say it. I know that you said your brother in law will be. Brother in law. <laughs> brother in law will say, oh, Lauren's moist. <laughs> oh, stuff, I'm going to have a bloody coughing stuff spot. like that. But, um, it does make me cringe if I hear it. And especially what's really bad is when like old people will say the words, oh God, that cake was lovely and moist, wasn't it, Betty? Or they'll go, oh, come here, little pussy. Come on, little pussy, pussy, to the pussy cat. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I had a You're like, hun, we haven't called them a pussy since 1995. I, okay? I, I did, when I did care work, I had a client that would just be like, come on, little pussy, pussy. I'm like, Well, oh. we still have books at school called like, um, little pussy, and it'll be like, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be like about a cat. And I'm sure the people that write these books do it to troll us teachers so that we don't lose our marbles yeah. when we're reading them out loud. But still, why was that word even given oh. that? that? That's a whole Yeah, other where's thing. the origin? Let's Google the origin yeah. of Pussy. I think that's just derogatory to women. It's called a vulva. All right? <laughs> a beautiful vulva. Not a Volvo. Not a Volvo. <laughs> oh! Dressing gowns. So. Should we um, say on the count of three what we think? Yeah. One, One two, two, three. three. Absolutely, Absolutely not. not oh! <laughs> I don't know. I just, I haven't found a good one. No. I don't look good at them. I feel frumpy. You're lying your body in them. Aren't they getting dirty? Yeah. How often are you washing them and putting them out on the clothes? Yes. To Sorry, I probably hurt when I pointed no. at you. Yes. Yeah, and they're just a bit arm pity and bum and willy and just a bit icky. I agree. My mm. biggest um, pet peeve is watching somebody put on a fluffy robe and I just look at that collar and I'm like, oh, how long has it been since you've washed that, you filthy bitch? Because all I imagine is the smell of peanut butter toast toast crust oh. and a cup of tea okay peanut butter toast is my favorite thing but the smell of it like mm. on your hands or fingers or after, just around get rid of it like i have to brush my teeth get straight rid of it. after i've had peanut butter toast yeah so that's an absolutely and i think you're what you're either one or you're not like you're either a yeah. robe gal or you're not so a couple of our flatties that we lived with always robe gals and i was oh, like yeah. oh my god i'm not a robe gal like i'm a get dressed oh. straight away gal if abs is listening she knows what what dressing gown we're all thinking about right now that bright green one with stars and that is her <laughs> absolute go-to and it's she loves it she loves and it's a little safety it's a blanket, cozy little blanket and it makes her feel good so she's doing what lights her out what if Stace is a blue dot maybe she because you know they like to wear the comfy clothes the, the snug clothes the things that make them feel no, good no abs that's abs oh abs but Stace your lace has got a um, dressing gown I think Stace had actually no one of them had actually gifted us one Abby had gifted us a cute summer one well, for I our bridesmaids the bridesmaidy ones are cute because yeah. you're not running around in that getting all hot and sweaty yeah but I, I, I I, I still I still don't choose one. Yeah, I just feel like a little bit arm pity and a dressing gown. I'd rather a cosy oddie. So if you wear us, we don't want you to sponsor us a dressing gown, <laughs> right? We'd much rather a Polaroid. <laughs> a Polaroid and a Big Mac combo. Uh, oh, with a Fanta. With a Fanta. Well, I just think that that was a beautiful chat. Yeah, I actually feel really good after that one. I, I'm not going to lie, when I drove here, I was feeling a little bit like... Yeah, I felt a little bit... bit yucky on the inside, being like, oh, what yeah. kind of things might I dredge up for myself? And what, or what might come up in also, we've had people saying, we're so excited about your mental health, Eve, and that's really great, but we didn't want to come with this massive sense of responsibility of do this because yes. this helped us and this fixed us because, yeah, I guess we're fixed, but we're still on the journey. 
Yeah, Do you we're kind of I mean? like we're kind of like Humpty Dumpty who fell off the wall and someone glued us back together. So we're a little yeah. bit cracked and stuff, but we were. We're a little bit fragile. Yeah, we're a bit fragile. Fragile yeah. or fragile? Fragile's a new one. Fragile. I'm going to go with it. You know, so um, I hope that just hearing our stories and getting a little bit of an insight into our experiences um, that maybe you, made you feel less alone. Yeah, you're not alone. We all experience it in, in some spectrum in some yeah, way. Yeah, just so. two small town gals, you know? Living with that mental health. Living with it every day. Remember where we are, you can find us. Give us a holler if you need any gal pals to reach out to. Yeah, don't forget to come over to our Instagram page and um, give us a like. Drop us a line. Please you come can, over. Yes, ask us questions in our DMs, talk to us in our DMs, or you can flick us an email on absolutely not so at gmail.com amazing and please um please continue with all your i i, I kind of forgot what i was going to say um <laughs> we're, we're loving the we're still loving the feedback yes uh, even just the little love hearts on a story or something like you guys it really means the world it so, really does and um also i was so blown away just to finish off with a beautiful positive note i was so blown away on how many of my amazing friends sent me a little Mother's Day thinking of you oh, and it's probably the most I've ever had and I was talking to my sister and she had some friends reach out as well and she's like Laura your podcast is actually helping people understand that it's okay to reach out it's you know giving 30 seconds to somebody you're scrolling all day it only takes 30 seconds to yes. message and I was getting so many and I just felt so touched that these girlfriends thought about me and a lot of them are mums as well yes. so they were having their day but they thought hey I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to Laws and just let her know I'm thinking of her and it really just tickled my funny funny Annie. so on that <laughs> note go have a tickle if you must and um thanks for listening to our mental health journey Ka-kite. Ka-kite. <laughs> Bye.